All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. All right, welcome in to another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. And Steve Rushlaw. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. We have an excellent episode. As always, we're reviewing Cool H and Luke on today's episode. You two had to know that that joke was coming. Yep, 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 yep. yep. It's been a long-running joke for I don't know how many years. But instead of Cool Hand uh, Luke, it's Cool H and Luke. Oh, what a what a what a dumb. What a dumb. <laughs> what a dumb. Yeah. What a, what a dumb. It's just That's it's, what we say about you. Yeah, Every time you open your mouth. What a dumb. What a dumb. It sets the bar for today's episode. Um, but it'll be as fun as always for sure. Guys, go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage. We haven't done a reviewer, I'm sorry, a, a, a viewer request month in quite a while. So get your uh, requests in, moviereviewcrew.com. I think there were some good requests last time we checked, though. There are. I think we should do a viewer request. I almost picked a viewer request yeah. this week, uh, but just decided against it to, to do one of my favorites. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we should just start working through them again. I think so. I think so. We, we, we never get to all of them, but when we knock out, you know, five, six of them at a time, I think it's, I think it's fun because it opens us up to new stuff. Like we've talked about this dozens of times on the show now, but movies like Whiplash, yeah. never, probably never would have seen. It might be in my top five. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. We also uh, experience new things like happiness. Okay. To be fair, to be fair, the person that requested that was like, it's a horrible movie. Everyone has to experience it once for everything that is unholy. You know what I mean? Like they, sure. they knew what would they, what we they were giving us. I honestly don't know if there's any uh, like middle ground with viewer requests. It always seems to be we either love it or hate it. There's no like, uh, it's all right. It just seems like people are either like, hey, here's the worst movie ever. Or, hey, here's a really good movie. Well, I would say this. Maybe some of the scores end up being uh, like middle ground or whatever. But, yeah. but hear me out. Like on The Lobster, which was a listener request. It was either like you loved it or you hated it. I think it got like a couple D's and a couple B's. So it's interesting. Well, I think that's uh, uh, that goes with uh, the great that great director. I can't think of his name. It oh. goes with his his movies. Yeah. I mean, you either love his movies or you don't. And your ghost, your ghost, land the most. We're saying that, so I, I don't know I if he. I don't you. know if he necessarily has any middle ground. I think he's one of those directors where it's like you love him or hate him because. I mean, for me, he's, he's it's it's just not my type of movie. Well, that yeah. way. Just you know? just to give you an idea, the lobster got uh, from Mike. This is from the same reviewer from Mike. <laughs> I was just about to say <laughs> the this. lobster got a seven point seven five. And then Yorgo's other movie, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, got a one. Yeah. It's so bad. I was just looking. I was like, I hated that other one. What did I give it? Oh, boy. And that is one of our worst reviewed movies ever. It's so funny. Yeah. That that one, it's not good, though. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, yeah. Lobster has a charm that that one doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think the villain, sorry, we, we've talked about this on, on the show before, um, during, especially during those episodes, but I think the villain in the killing of a sacred deer was like almost too wacky, but like Colin Farrell was, was enough to latch onto in the lobster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like he, his character in killing of a sacred deer, you're like, I don't like any of this. This is weird. Anyway. Um, 
Guys, looking back, uh, Steve, I don't think you have the list in front of you, but is there a movie uh, that 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 you didn't review and that you haven't seen, but you're like, damn, I wish I wish I would have wish I would have been on that episode, wish I would have seen that movie. Uh, I don't his, have his house. Movie. His house. Oh, I, yeah. I still haven't watched it, and from what I hear, it's one of the best of the year. I I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Steve, what about you? Uh, there's probably a a decent amount because uh a while ago when i was trying to finish up college i fit i took like a two-year break so mm-hmm. there's plenty of movies in there i'm sure but i mean you named the, the one uh whiplash yeah i wasn't on that and i didn't have time to watch it that week um i definitely have to ch- ha- yeah, i haven't have you- oh really i haven't i haven't had to I've been trying to catch up on 2020 movies yeah. lately. I, I think Whiplash might be one of those movies where what I thought of it after seeing it was so much higher than my expectations going into it. Like the difference between what I expected and what I ended up thinking about it, mm-hmm. that's got to be the biggest difference for any movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But my problem right now is you guys have talked – You've talked it up so much. Talked it up so much. My expectations are going to be so high. I I think it's a movie that would hold up against that. (laughs) Really interesting. Okay, hear me out though, Steve. It does have Miles' stupid face, Teller. Yeah. So, but he's awesome in it. No, he's not. He is. I I usually don't like him, um, but I can get past him. Uh, Uh, Certain people I can get past. Certain people I can't. Uh, He's one that I. I don't care for, but I'll still watch movies with him in it. Um, guys, so I'm, I'm glad we actually – this is a weird thing that just kind of luckily happened. But it was I was watching Cool Hand Luke, and it made me think of uh, Paul Walker for some reason. I'll, 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 I'll explain why. And Miles – stupid face t- – Teller. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have to say his full name every time we say his name, but, you know, whatever um actually i have nothing against miles teller that's just no he's he's fine yeah he's he's i don't like him he's Um, fine though but so a few weeks ago i don't was it swat that we were reviewing and we were talking about james brolin and christian bale do you remember that uh and how they looked because they look so much alike yeah Yeah. what movie was that that we were it wasn't it was the one it was one i was on because it was the kingsman because you thought um the guy from kingsman looked like Oh, it was Mark Strong and uh, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Stanley Tucci and Mark Strong. They're the same guy. They are. (laughs) We, I did math and I, I like did side by side photos, superimposing. They're the same person. I'm. Yeah, we uncovered a a giant Hollywood conspiracy there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Keanu Reeves uh, has lived forever, and so has Mark Strong and Stanley Tucci. Uh, so is Nicolas Cage. Uh, Oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They're, they're all vampires. Hollywood's oh, yeah. by a vampire, vampire. cult. Um, the thing... Okay, so I, I wanted to bring this back. Is my mic making a weird sound? No? no okay. For me, no. Okay, just making sure. The one thing I wanted to come back to was Paul or Paul Walker kind of looked like uh, Cool Hand Luke in this, in this movie a little bit. Does anyone um, else kind of see that a little bit? No. I could, I could kind of see it, but I mean, if you want to talk about acting talent, you mean? Well, so I'm I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying by pure appearance. I can see and, uh, it. No, 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 but... no. Uh, Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser looks like, uh, you know, middle-aged Paul Newman from '60s, '70s. I could not remember his name. Man, remember how cool Cole Hauser was when we were younger, like high school? He was in so many goofy ass <laughs> movies. So, but but the point I'm trying to make though is. Like especially with the with the Christian Bale and James Brolin thing, like you get these actors who are very handsome in their own right, but they look like a generation or two ago, like a very popular actor. You know what I mean? Like it's just we're getting the same roles of the same people, but with I don't see the I, I looked up I, I don't see you don't the see Paul it? Walker Paul Newman thing. No. Okay. Maybe maybe it was just me in the moment. Maybe it was like the the tan and the 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 blonde hair, and I was like, eh. and and it, for some reason, someone in the movie reminded me of Miles Teller, and I was like, mm, maybe maybe this is like a theory that I have. You know, this is like this is my this is like my second theory, my major theory that I want to propose on this show. Mm-hmm. Space movies are modern day cowboy films. Yep. 
and, and uh, deceased Newman. actors have transferred their souls into new bodies to continue their careers. See, I'm glad you're on board with this. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So now that we got that out of the way, what have you guys seen lately? <laughs> Aaron, you want to go first? or? Yeah, sure. Um, no, I haven't actually watched... Uh, Cool hand, Luke. I haven't watched any movies. I've been uh, like mini series and limited series. Mm -hmm. uh, oh boy, mm -hmm. this says my internet. Hold on. Yeah, you cut out a little bit there. Steve, do you want to go while he's fixing that? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I don't think I've been on in three weeks to like a month. So, I think so. Um, I've been actually watching a lot of stuff lately. Um, if you haven't watched uh, WandaVision on Disney, I definitely. Uh, recommend checking that out. Um, it's a little different. Well, obviously for you, but if you're interested in the, the cinematic universe, um, it's a little different take. Um, I will say, try to make it through at least three episodes because um, the first two episodes are kind of off the wall. And then kind of in the third episode, it starts like going back and explaining some of the things. Um, the next TV show, uh, my wife was watching Arrested Development. Oh, that's an old timer. Um, yeah. And so I had looked it up. There's a fifth season of Arrested Development. I had no clue. I've seen the four well, seasons. Don't bother. It's so they, they weren't able to get all of the actors back at the gotcha. same time to film it. So it's like one episode concentrates on the people that they were able to film at that time then other people come in. Yeah. just don't bother well, with it. well i know how that's how season four is um season four you can kind of tell that they oh, can maybe only that's get... what i'm thinking of yeah i don't know if i ever saw season five before. like season four came out in 2013 where it was where it's what you're talking about where like one episode is two characters and then it keeps going on but i guess in 2019 they came out with the season five no clue i mean we start we're on season four so i haven't gotten to five yet but uh one of my favorite shows of all time didn't yeah, they... those, those first three seasons are yeah. fantastic yeah they were planning on a movie and that's kind of what what was that season five was leading up to it was supposed to be uh so they had the three original seasons and then they were going to do the fourth which would have led into a movie but they never did the movie yeah. Um, is, I mean, so many of those actors after that, their career was much more successful. So getting them all back together, I'm sure it was a headache. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look I, at Jason Bateman. He's, I mean, after that, he'd done a lot I mean, of good stuff. All, pretty much all I mean, of them. Tony Hale is in so many. What's uh, Job's real name? Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot he was in it. <laughs> He does Lego Batman. Um, Will uh, Will Arnett. Arnett. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like so many of those got people have gone on to do lots of things. Uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. Um, David Cross. Jeffrey uh, <laughs> Tambor is a leading man for a couple of the Amazon original series. I, I think David Cross has got to be my favorite part actor in that. Just some of the things he says. Um, so he got in in season four. He's uh, starts trying to be the thing from Fantastic Four, and he comes home. He's like, "Where's my little girl at? Daddy's got to get his rocks off." <laughs> just some of the to catch a predator. This is Chris Hansen. Oh yeah, some of the stuff he says. Just it's. Uh... <laughs> um, he cracks me up, man. Oh yeah. Have so those those are the two. Go ahead. No, no, no. Have you guys ever seen um, – he was in – That oh, sketch show? Yes. Yeah, what is it yeah. called? Oh, man. With with uh, Odenkirk. Yeah. God, what is it called? Dude, it it is so stupid, but every sketch – There are sketch, some gems of uh, – yeah. Some, like, every sketch leads into another sketch, and then it comes, like, full – it's so uh, – Odenkirk and David Cross are, are – I don't care what you say. Like, comedic geniuses, man. Uh, those, um, those are the two shows that you saw, Steve? Yeah, and then uh, I'll hit on some of the movies I watched. Um, I watched, I had a recommended from somebody that Carrie works with, uh, the horror movie, uh, Freaky, with Vince Vaughn. 
Um, not necessarily a great movie, but uh, Vince Vaughn is fantastic in it. So if you don't know, Vince Vaughn is a serial killer that switches bodies with a female teenager. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like a, a Freaky Friday yeah. horror thing. Okay. So this teenager is in Vince Vaughn's body. So it's like literally Vince Vaughn acting like a teenage girl. Hilarious. Me and my wife loved it. Um, Who did it better? Vince Vaughn or Jack Black in the uh, Jumanji movies? Uh, definitely Jack Black, <laughs> but Vince Vaughn was pretty good in it. Um, you guys had already hit on the little things. Um, not necessarily a great movie, but three good actors. Um, so, Aaron, you gave your list on Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. Or so potential. 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 Um, so I watched three of the ones on that list, or four with the little things. Nomad Land. Oh, I watched that too. I, Francis I McDermott. I did yeah, is fantastic in it. That's I an interesting one. It's interesting. It's it's different because you got a little a lot of people who've never acted before. They're it's real people telling their yeah. real stories, and Francis McDermott is is acting alongside. It's fantastic. Oh yeah, and it's it's on Hulu. So if you haven't seen that? Check it out. Um, I watched I Care a Lot with Rosamund Pike. I think she's I texted. She's great in it, but like, I I texted you guys. I hated that movie because this first move, first part of the movie, they're building it up, and the second part, it's just like, oh, you ruined the whole first with what you just did. Um, yeah. but then again, she's great in it. Um, and then Trial of the Chicago Seven. That might be top five movie for me this year or 2020. Um, there's so many actors in that. Um, surprisingly, the best person in that movie is uh, Sasha Barone Cohen. Uh, yeah, they're talking about potential. He, uh, he was nominated for Golden Globe, but they're talking yeah. about potential Oscar nominations for him. Uh, so Eddie Redmayne's in there. I could care less for him, but uh, Cohen was fantastic in that movie. And it's uh, it's a very good movie. So if you haven't seen it, that's probably uh, the one you should go check out. I know that was a long list, but it's been yeah. a while. Uh, I agree with Nomadland. I forgot I had, had watched that since the last podcast. But yeah, I'd say definitely see it, especially if you've got Hulu. You don't have to rent it, pay to see it. It's I, I thought... McDermott was great. Yeah, she is. Is she uh, bad at anything though? I don't think so. <laughs> Cause even three billboards, I'm like, I don't like oh, yeah. this movie, but she's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, I've been catching up on HBO miniseries. So I'll run through real quick what I've seen. Raised by Wolves started out fantastic, but it Yeah, you said that every episode progressively got worse. And Ooh. I hate the series now. Interesting. So that's probably the worst that I saw. I watched Watchmen, which was very uh, TV series? well put together. Yeah, the TV HBO series. I've heard the TV place. show is pretty good. Oh, it's it's fantastic. If if you have the chance, see it. The the only problem I had with it, the way they told the story, the way they filmed it, the structure was great. I had an issue with the dialogue. Like whoever whoever wrote it, it felt like they they're trying to make all these characters seem tough and cool. So in order to do that, they just say the f word way too much yeah it's it's cringy like a high schooler wrote it and they think saying the f word makes them look cool so i mean other than that the series was good Mm -hmm. my favorite series so far the third day jude law is fantastic in that movie it's kind of like a creepy uh, horror mystery uh movie Uh, i I said movie a series Yeah, yeah six episodes long it's it's really good kind of like the uh the wicker man or midsummer type of feel um and then the outsider is a a stephen king story Mm -hmm. and it was it has oh geez gosh what's his name now anyways um (laughs) wow okay i can't think of the guy's name he's he's great he's in the the most recent star wars uh ben mendelsohn so good in that series and jason bateman's in it he he directed a few of the episodes which was pretty cool uh cynthia arrivo you've seen her in a few movies she's really good in it that was a good series nominee cynthia arrivo or could am i wrong 
Uh, I don't know. The only thing I remember her from is the Bad Times at the El Royale. And I'm nominated for two Oscars. Really? Yeah. For Harriet last year. Oh, that's right. Years ago, maybe. And I guess both for Harriet. She was uh, music written for the picture. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she's fantastic in it. So you might remember her Oscar nominee. (laughs) Maybe. You didn't see Harriet. I, I didn't either. I didn't. Definitely did not. Interesting take though on that movie, like an action Harriet Tubman movie. Is that what it was? I sure, right? I never saw it. I don't know. Yeah. I had no yeah. interest. Um, so that's all you saw though. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I say it every time, but I'm so glad I got HBO. <laughs> like these miniseries. Listen, is I just love the fact that they're not these TV series that go on and on and on. It's like I have a story to tell. It's going to take this many episodes to tell it. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. Like the third day, six episodes. Here's my story. Start to finish. It's over. I don't have to drag it out. I don't have to set up a second season. It's just, this is what it is. And it's over. I so, so I got six months, the six month of HBO. Uh, I did the deal. Um, a lot of people have been telling me to watch the wire. Um, yeah. The problem with the wire is, is their yeah. hour up. They're an hour episode, and I, it's hard to get into watching a TV show that is hour long, just because it takes so long. I don't, I don't mind the hour long. I mind the fact that the the wires like four seasons or five yeah. seasons or something like that. that's a lot of commitment. I mean, I've heard it's it's a very good show. It's one of the best shows ever. Uh, maybe if I get more time, I'll I'll check it out. But that's so- a. Uh, I, I kind of feel what you what you guys' pain is because um, we 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 watched. God, what's the one show? God, we're just Mad um, Men that you keep no, talking about. We're we're watching Mad Men. But oh, you're actually gonna that, make it all the way through? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, we're like on we're halfway through season three, and there's only six or seven seasons. It doesn't matter anyway. But we were watching the one series with Eugene Levy, and what am I thinking of? Oh, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, yes. So we were watching Shit's Creek, but we would watch two to three episodes at a time. And so I was like, that is one episode of Mad Men anyway. Oh, yeah. So, like, we, like, at first, the first episode, I was like, God, this feels long. But now it's like, all right, we can knock out two episodes, and it's, like, the same time as a movie or... Yep, that's no the way difference. I look at it. So, yeah. So I, I feel your pain because it's like... I don't know, but if you binge, like if you think about it, binging two episodes or three episodes of of a twenty minute, thirty minute show is the same. So yeah, I get it, I get it. But uh, we're still going through Mad Men, and it's I I don't know if you guys would like it because um, I know I wouldn't drama drama based. But you got the two in here that hate John Hamm. Well, I don't and, hate and him. Not, not just... even yeah, if you think he's vanilla. I get he doesn't it, but... deserve to be remembered. That's terrible. He's very, he's very good in this uh, series, but also the writing, not, not so much the plot writing. Cause the plot writing is like, you had to do that. Like you had to write yourself into getting this character off the show. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very obvious, but the way that they're progressing some of the characters and how they, they don't, um, they show you what is happening and they don't like, Hey, audience member, did you? Yeah, see I love that. that? Yeah, like geez. trust your audience right. to be smart enough to follow right. along. I like when writers are yes. brave enough to do that. Yeah, um, but it's it's very it's very good because in Kate Moss, Kate, no, I keep doing this, Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> I did this like two weeks ago as well. She's Elizabeth, in Mad Men. Elizabeth Moss, yeah, she's one yeah. of the main characters. She, she is very good, and her character is like. You see her like uh, be, like it's fantastic, just becoming more um, like will stand up for herself, and it, it's it's very cool to Christina see. Christina Hendricks, she did. Is that where she got her start, Mad Men? Yep, yep. Who? Christina uh, Hendricks, the redhead. redhead. She was in Drive and the Neon Demon. The redhead with huge knockers. Nope, not that'd be her. Uh, Joan, yeah. Uh, who where who is she in in uh oh you said drive not not was, baby driver yep that's what i was thinking i was like <laughs> she's not in that she's not what are you talking about 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah, she's she's very good in it as well. There's there's a lot of good acting in the show. Like I said, plotline is kind of hit or miss sometimes, but very very good show still. Regardless, but that's pretty much all we've been watching. So, uh, I think it's time that we get into Cool H and Luke. Let's do it. All right, so Cool Hand Luke, nineteen sixty seven film. Uh, it is rated GP for general practitioner, I assume. Mm-hmm. What is GP? What is general population? Probably. Interesting. I've never seen that. We've been we've this is episode 372 and I've never seen a movie rated GP. So whatever. IMDb. Uh, <laughs> cool handle movie. Apparently it's not it that says, old. Uh, all ages admitted parental guidance suggested. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, cool. Usually has a disclaimer. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, two hours, seven minutes long crime drama film. A laid-back southern man is sentenced to two years in a rural prison, but refuses to conform. Directed by Stuart Rosenberg and screenplay by Don Pierce and Frank Pearson. Uh, and the novel by Don Pierce himself. Uh, starring Paul Newman, which I finally figured out who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Kennedy. Guys, I don't know these old actors. I'll be honest. So, okay, so the ones you have to know, George Kennedy yep. was the, he won an Oscar for this. For He was the, the drag big line. guy, Dragline. Yep. Uh, Strother Martin was the captain, the one that said, you know, the failure to communicate line. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just basically the rest of the crew. Dennis Hopper makes an appearance. Uh, Does he really? the guy that makes duck noises. The Bob so Logan, whatever they that. call him. Yeah. So Bob George Logan? Kennedy, you might know him from the Naked Gun series with uh, Leslie Nielsen. Oh, he played Leslie Nielsen in those. He did. Sure. He did. No, he plays the uh, the captain Ed Hawken. I think the, I think he was a captain. Oh, and then yeah. um, he was also in Dennis the Menace. Oh my God! Oh my God! Was he really? Uh, yeah, I saw that. How come you didn't start with that? <laughs> Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. He was the grandpa. God, that's so funny. Uh, I've probably seen that more than the Naked Gun series. I don't want to talk about it. It's, I've had a, I had a bad childhood. Who's the other one you'd recognize? Harry Harry Dean Stanton. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Who was which one? Uh, he played. Um, got it went away sorry uh tramp i mean his what he says is not really important he kind of it's just a face in the movie um he's in alien he's in the green mile um he's just a very recognizable face interesting and then um i can't i'm trying to find her name but the luke's mom is uh Joe Van Fleet. She's a famous actress from back then. Okay. Okay. Uh, guys, on Rotten Tomatoes, Cool Hand Luke gets a astounding 100% from the critics, giving it a score of 8.8 out of 10. Audience score 95%, but also 8.8 out of 10 when you calculate it out. The critics' consensus, though hampered by Stuart Rosenberg's direction, Cool Hand Luke is held aloft by a stellar script and one of Paul Newman's most indelible performances. I almost said inedible, anyway. Inedible. <laughs> it is hard to eat this performance. <laughs> some, some would say it's quite hard to swallow, the truth behind it. Um, so, Aaron, you picked this. Why did you pick it? Also, you said that it was one of your favorite movies. Why? Uh, I, why? I, I don't know. I just love the movie. Okay. I mean, it's great performance, great cinematography, just a good movie, great music. I mean, it's d- iconic role. What's not to like? I mean, I, I don't know, man. It, it's one just of, one of my favorite movies. One of the top five quotes of all time. Mm. Uh, the failure to communicate was top five quote. Heck. Can't of all be. time no. it was list it was voted on that is one of the top five quotes 
21 oh. Jump Street has f- <laughs> at least five more more quotable lines in this movie. It's, it's iconic. Yeah, okay. Well, when Channing Tatum says, and I quote, I'll beat your dick off with both hands. <laughs> True. I'm not sure how that wasn't ranked higher. Right? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. The way it just reflects the- on our society right, right now. Or, yeah. Or huh. you, you should not think that's a good movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> anyway, we're not we're not talking about that today. Mike uh, slipped yes. a 21 Jump Street reference into a Somehow. Cool Hand Luke review. Somehow. I mean, He's like, oh, about- Channing Tatum's as good as Paul Newman. He is. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, I won't, I won't go that far. I won't you go pump your brakes, kid. Um, so I want to say that I watched the trailer. I was like, hey, Laura, we could either watch Mad Men tonight or we could watch Cool H and Luke. And she was like, well, let me watch a trailer. And we watched it. And oh, my God, I think it's one of the worst trailers. It's a bet. Is that the one where they just keep repeating failure to communicate yes. and terrible cuts? And oh, my God, yeah. it's so bad. And, yep. we, and I was like. Uh, do you want to watch it? And she was like, well, yeah, you have to watch it. And I was like, okay. So we watched it and we both came out of this movie. Like it's probably not our favorite movie. Like it's fine, but how good the trailer was versus how good the movie was. Yeah. Complete 180. So I'm at least thankful for that. Don't anyone that hasn't seen this and wants to watch it. Don't watch the trailer. (laughs) Just go into it blind. I think that's better. Yeah, I mean, I, I the reason I like it, I mean, the first of all, the level of talent involved, I guess Stuart Rosenberg's not the greatest, and he didn't really ever go on to, he's the director, he didn't really yeah. go on to do much of anything. I think the biggest movies he did after this were Amityville Horror, the original, and then um, I think it was Brubaker with Redford. I don't even... Gotcha. But I mean, he didn't do much after this, much that you would know. Um, But Conrad, Conrad Hall, cinematographer, multi Oscar winner. He's the same guy. He did American beauty. He did road to perdition. He did Butch Cassidy. I mean, he's, he did road to perdition. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was, no, that's not Deacon's. Yeah, we no. thought it was. I think I. I think I we said thought that, it was Deacons too. <laughs> yeah, maybe we talked about that on the show. Of like, isn't that Deacons? Okay, but anyway. Yeah, so ahead. that was his last movie, Road to Perdition. But I mean, he's a multi-Oscar winner, a ton of nominations. Uh, the composer for Cool Hand Luke is multi-Oscar nominee. He probably most famous other than this for he did. He's the guy that created the Mission Impossible theme. So. That's what he's famous for. Interesting. Uh, and then obviously, I mean, Paul Newman is one of my favorites. And this is maybe not his, not, not even maybe. It's not his best performance, but I, it's got to be his most iconic. You think so? I think so. Either this or as far as in pop culture, his most popular performance, it's either this or Butch Cassidy. Wrong. You're so wrong. Oh, and it's boy. not Doc from Cars. Yes, it is! <laughs> God, <laughs> I knew you were going there. Uh huh. Uh huh. That think about it though, like that legitimately, and I'm I'm pure viewers in those movies might be the most watched movie. Oh, I of his career. guarantee it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, so maybe that's his most iconic. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'm still going with this, or right. I, I, I would have yeah. to say. It's either Luke, it's either or maybe Fast Eddie from The Hustler or Color of Money, or it's Butch Cassidy. I haven't seen God. This is this. You're gonna hate me for this. I don't think I've seen any of those movies. I mean, we it did. Doesn't color surprise of money me. On yeah, we we did review The Color of Money. Yep. <laughs> I told you earlier on this episode, like maybe that's one of the movies that like I should have been on that episode. I wish I was. You know. I did rate it. I rated it green because that's you did. I forgot you rated it green for money. The color of money. Yes. Um, Okay. Let's let's. So, dragline was great in this movie. Let's let's actually get back on topic. Dragline was great in this movie. Yep. Uh, Cool hand Luke, obviously great. But outside of that, I mean, those are your characters, right? Like those are your characters. Yeah. You're not. 
that's all it is. It's it's the story of Luke, and he's he's a character. Like the idea of what he does is great, but still, it's like the whole movie. You're like, you did this to yourself, guy. Just knock yeah. it off. <laughs> yeah. But that's who he is. Well, yeah, and and that's that's one of the things that I really appreciated about his character was like he's only doing two years in this prison and he kind of keeps alluding to like he's stubborn and like he's just he's hard-headed and he's gonna do things his way well let's start hold on you said he's only doing two years well there were other guys that got less or equal time for much worse crimes he cut the heads off of parking meters he didn't steal the money he was just drunk and thought it was a good idea at the time and he got two years of, of hard time on a on a line cutting weeds out of a ditch and tarring roads. Defacing municipal property, federal right. municipal property, though. Right. So that's a felony, brother. But yeah, I mean, the idea of the character to, to never conform to the man and to do things as, uh, you know, and uh, Dragline calls him a natural born world shaker. Yeah. I just, I like the character and I like, I, I mean, I'm not like him in the least. Oh, you but I really? like the idea of that character. <laughs> that, yeah, honestly, you know, I, th- I thought you'd be the type to, you know, really oh, channel yeah. your 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 inner Luke sometimes. I, I a lot of people do say I'm a natural born world shaker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm not one to follow rules. <laughs> um, I, no, I think it's interesting though because they don't they don't like come out and hit you over the head with with what his character's like. They kind of let it develop, which I really really appreciated. And I don't know if you guys felt the same way or not. Oh, hundred percent. And and the fact that so he's not really the hero by no. you know, but like he like leading man's standards, he fits the bill. But he's not the usual hero he's, type. He's not a good guy. He's not necessarily no. a bad guy. He's just a guy they they built the character off of paul newman's charisma mm-hmm. and based on that smile the luke smile that builds a character like mm-hmm. you know that's what even the his inmates latch on to who he is and and you know even the end it's like you show a montage of cool mm-hmm. hand luke's smile like mm-hmm. you know even against all odds in the face of everything on his deathbed he's he's smiling so. I mean, even Dragline mentions it multiple times. He's like, "There's that." Is he was smiling? Mm-hmm. That smile we all know. I mean, yeah. So I'll give my thoughts because yeah. uh, I have never seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Oh, first, first time watching this. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I almost turned this movie off. It's it's a slow start. We got halfway. It's a movie through. from the '60s. It's 50 years old. Yeah, <laughs> so, we we got I, halfway through, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're only half." So I got about 30 to 45 minutes in, and uh, my wife got home from work, and she goes, "What are you watching?" And I told her what I was watching. I was like, "I don't know if I can make it through this movie. It's just, it's a slow build." But then when you start getting into it, the interactions between him and the other inmates. Is fantastic, and like you said, his charisma mm-hmm. is amazing, and the dragline character is great as well. Um, it's not just Paul Newman; it's George Kennedy too. Yep, and it's like you said, the interaction between the two, and then even just the the other inmates as a whole. I mean, he becomes. There's a lot of of religious symbolism and allegory in here and he becomes kind of like the christ-like figure for these inmates in this prison and it's you know you can dig deep in there i mean it's a 50 year old movie 50 plus year old movie people have but just to recognize you don't have to dig deep into the meanings behind every little thing but it's good that i mean it's a well-made movie it's an entertaining movie to me and it has this deeper understanding of people and the way they cling to things. And I I just, I love it. And and I know, I know this day and age, it may not hold up to to viewers because it's slow and it's two plus hours long and there's hardly any action at all. You know, you know, I say that it was slow but I'm still going to give this a high score, but I agree with you that the slowness of this movie could throw a lot of people off because everybody wants that 
that instant hook line like Mike he needs to be he needs to be hooked within 15 20 minutes 15 20 seconds let's be real if it's not a TikTok <laughs> length I'm not watching right yeah <laughs> so I I mean the generation growing up now um well but if you have a slow movie you're most likely most people aren't going to watch it to be fair like I, and I and I get it but there you can I'll say, I'll start with this filmmaking has come a long way where you can still tell a movie that progresses slowly in a a a faster way like think about something like ex machina there's not a whole lot of action in that movie that's a psychological thriller for the most part maybe maybe even um has some horror and and drama elements to it but that movie hooks you because it, it knows how to inspire intrigue whereas this movie is a little bit different in the way of like we're we're leading we're we're leaning on his charisma and and like I, I guess they're not hooking their audience as 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 much as a, a modern movie would you know what I mean Yeah yeah there's nothing flashy from a right even I mentioned the cinematographer he's great and some of the shots in this movie were great especially for being a 50 year old movie but it's nothing flashy like Ex no, Machina when nothing's happening in Ex Machina you're still entranced by every frame of that movie. Yes, yes. It's not the same with this. Right. I mean, but but to be fair, this movie, like, Deakins um, has this great quote where he's like, the, the, the lighting for a movie has to be natural first and foremost. It's something along those lines. And this movie's that, like, it's, it's just a great way of telling the story because every shot and every frame is, is exactly how it should be. But it's, it's not anything special you know what i mean like it nails everything it does but it's not anything world shaking groundbreaking whatever this is this is one of those movies that uh you know sometimes we talk about could you see this movie with another actor this is one of those movies where it's great because it's paul newman and george kennedy yes you know who do you even if they tried to remake it today it's impossible I mean, Paul Walker could probably do it. True, true. But there's a little hiccup in that plan. We yeah, won't go we, into that. Yeah, glaze over it. It's fine. <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't know if anybody could match the charisma that Paul Newman had or has in this movie. He's fantastic. And I, I can't think of a single actor who could replace him in this. Are you saying nowadays? Yeah, or even come close to it. Pine. But. Uh, I mean, who? What? Chris, Chris Pine? Who? <laughs> what? Chris Pine. He, he I mean, about, pun- he about okay. punched so? you through your laptop. No, you so? no, I know. I just so. didn't hear it. But okay, here I, gotcha. I, I would be, if they ever decide to remake this, I would be very upset because there's no point. It still holds up. Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. If they You're did right. and they cast Chris Pine, I would be okay with it. I don't know how it would turn out, but. That's a good. That's a good casting. I mean, we I always. Like, hear, I like Pine. I love Pine. We always hear about the the Chris's nowadays. Um, I know a lot of people love Evans, Pratt, and Hemsworth, mm-hmm. but I think a couple of us in this podcast think that Chris Pine, yeah, is the best is actor out of all. Far and away, yeah. not even close. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that there would be also other actors like that one's without thinking of it that one's the first one that comes on my he's charismatic he's good looking and he's a great actor yep like, here just let me do this it's hollywood deal. hollywood do not try <laughs> yeah. to recreate this movie yeah. yeah it is is great the way it is and you're not gonna match it they'll do it eventually they oh, i'm sure they're happy on with yeah who was in that was that that wasn't uh it doesn't matter god i don't remember some crappy pretty boy that can't act never Talking saw about the remake me? yeah <laughs> but um anyway back to Charlie it let's Hunter. go uh, oh, original yeah, score i mentioned that guy i love the music in this movie i didn't notice it which i think is a good thing you know what i mean like because it yeah. fit and there's there's one bit in there that people recognize because i think it was they sold the rights to it and and they used it for like the breaking news chime where it was like 
that was uh gotcha. in this movie was <laughs> this it really one, yeah yeah and i think what i don't remember i didn't read up to see i think what happened they sold the rights to it and that's it funny. Was used as like the breaking news tone. Yeah. <laughs> i didn't even notice it but the rest of it yeah i mean and even i guess it's not part of the original score but the scene where luke gets the news that his mom died and it's like all the other inmates give him time mm. to process it and he sings the plastic jesus song or whatever it is that he sings i mean it's yep. I, I there's just so many iconic scenes and the egg eating scene is iconic it's stupid scene it's good and then i don't know and then they followed up with scenes like where where they after he tries to escape and the the dog handler wants to punish him so he piles up all the rice on his plate and one by one all the inmates come and take a spoonful it's like uh it, just little scenes like that that have uh, more meaning than what it's shown. It works on surface level, but to get into it deeper is good too. I I I think every frame of this movie is fantastic. I, you, I don't, know, you guys want to know how many eggs he actually ate in that in that scene? Uh, I remember reading about it once. It was something like five, even though he it looked ate, like he ate fifty eggs. He ate eight eggs. Yeah, um, and then the other forty-two were eaten between like the cast and crew yeah i remember reading an article about that uh i can't remember what it was talking about and then something about how then it was terrible for production because of the flatulence everybody had because of eating all <laughs> the these next, eggs the next day that's yeah. funny that's um funny and you want to talk about the first og hype man drag line yeah might be the best hype man mm-hmm. of all time it's so, that dude is like playing him up the whole yeah. movie simultaneously hyping him up while telling him to knock it off and, and <laughs> raising the stakes oh I mean, yeah such a good scene taking bets on whether his man could eat and he's just a liar he makes stuff up on the spot I, just to hype him up so good that, that first scene of him like my man can eat 50 eggs yeah and he, he's going through getting all the bets then he comes up to him, he's like why'd you have to say 50? yeah <laughs> it's like you could have said like 30 right i don't yeah. uh laura asked me do you think you could eat 50 eggs and i was like i'd be full after five. Are oh you man kidding? yeah two or three i'd be like all right this is way too much two or three you kidding you go to, to, to ihop and you can get like sticks on a plate of one we're talking time. about dry hard boiled eggs Ugh. yeah i'm they sure they weren't size. that great <laughs> right they don't change size just the way you cook them yeah but they're so dry i'd be begging it. for water filling my stomach with anyways tangent <laughs> 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 we got on I don't know. So many, so many iconic scenes. Uh, my, my, probably my favorite. I mean, obviously, where the name of the movie came from, the poker scene, um, yep. the boxing scene, where oh, that's, again, did not age well. Let's be real. Oh, sure, it was filmed. <laughs> it's still an iconic scene, and it tells you everything you need to know about this character. Sure. Well, right, and that's that's kind of what my point of was earlier. Like they let you know through the scenes of of the movie what the character is like and that's that's i think the first point where you're like this guy's not going to give up this guy's he's hard-headed he's he's you know the, he's this is his character traits and this is the most important thing you need to know about him and then it, and he's aware enough to know that he should just play along fall the, you mm-hmm. know it's like because when he's telling that little boy he's like you know the little boy says why can't you have a pair of chains He's like, those chains ain't metals. You get those for doing stuff you shouldn't. And then, of course, he ends up in chains more than once. And it's like, you know, he's aware enough. He's a smart enough guy. Yep. And, you know, he just doesn't play along. That's just who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's why the the ending or, or one of the last scenes when he's in the church talking to God or trying to talk to God. And he's he even says, he's like, I know I didn't do much. He's like, I didn't do anything to help myself, but you never really gave me a fair shake. And it's like, so I, that's part of why I like the character. Cause he's not just playing the victim. He knows he mm-hmm. made bad decisions, but yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. That is, that is for sure. I, I think you guys are going to hate me, but I don't think I'm going to rate this movie that high though, just for entertainment value. And like, would I watch it again? 
Probably not. Which is understandable, but yeah. I I probably watch this movie at least two times a year. So oh. I don't get it. Why? I mean, I love this movie. Do we ever agree with your scores, Mike? Yeah, I can think of at least one movie we <laughs> It's got to get on. one extra point. It's not a musical. Despite Paul Newman does sing in it, though. Guys, uh, we that all. That is a do... fantastic song, though, him singing that. That is true. And we didn't talk about one of the most iconic scenes. <laughs> Who doggy? That woman washing her car. Let me tell you. That was out of left field. But so, iconic. So I. Not in the I least. I read something about that scene that the director or whoever got this. This might be one of her first scenes she's ever been in. They wanted her to smoke pot or get high before she did this scene because they thought it would like get her in this role to do this. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. And then they were like, okay, you could do it without. So I was like, like, what about that character says that she has to be high to be washing her car? Like, well, she's still out of her mind. <laughs> well, listen, Steve, this is the late 60s. We're heading into the 70s. True. Mm-hmm. You don't need much of a reason to get high back then. It's just, they probably wasn't for the role. They were just like, hey, you want some weed? Yeah. She's like, nah, let's just do this. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things I want to talk about that I did not like in this movie Um was the the dog barking or howling um so when the dogs are chasing him they're constantly howling constantly barking for me i just think it's it's too long but i, I understand the scene the, do- the dogs are chasing mm-hmm. him trying to track him down but it's too much for me to listen to those dogs really for almost, for almost 10 minutes of them like well, yeah, I, but what else are you gonna do i, yeah. I understand but That's like what they do <laughs> yes but but for me it just seemed like a long time was, i don't know if it was necessarily too long or just too silly like them breaking through like fences and guys the two guys try like it just seemed kind of like a silly scene uh but i, but I understand I also... the importance for the movie yeah, I also thought that that scene was kind of silly, but I didn't have a problem with it, kind of like gotcha. you did. Like I was just like, all right, it's just, it's just the sixties. That's how it is. I mean, yeah, basically that's that's how I roll. Uh, are we at the point of rating it, or what were you gonna say, Steve? I was gonna say the same thing. Up to okay. you. Yeah, I think yeah, we're ready. ready. Okay. Yep. Who would like to go first? Aaron, you uh, you picked. Want me to set the bar or uh, boost it at the end? I'll just set it. I'm at. Uh, I I told you I don't. It's not a perfect movie. Filmmaking in the last fifty years has obviously progressed well beyond what they did with this movie. But so some of it didn't age well. What did age well is the character and the performances and the story. I mean, I just like I said, I can't. I can't put a finger on why I love it. It's just one of my favorites. I, I like the character and the way it was portrayed and the performances mm-hmm. are great. I give it an eight and a half. See, what about you? I'll go. Uh, like I said, I had some issues with pacing. It started off a little slow. Um, but then it's, I started getting into it, following the characters more. The interaction between Dragline and um, Luke was fantastic. Uh, we talked about the cine- cinematography was really good. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. I, I really ended up liking the story and the characters uh, in this movie. Um, but like Aaron said, it could have been, it could have been a little better. Yeah. So this is where I tank the score. <laughs> I'm going to give it a end the podcast here. Five, seven, five. <laughs> like I know it, but yeah. think about it. It's still a C minus on our rating scale. It's a C minus. Seems low. It might be. It very well could be, but that. Well, okay. No, but listen, we way 300, whatever episodes ago, we explained what we look for in a movie mm-hmm. and my things were characters and portrayals of characters and a good story. Mics are all visual, how they tell the story visually. Well, right, how they tell the story. And, like, is it is it interesting? 
dare I say? <laughs> I I see that's the matter because I think it is interesting. I, it is interesting. Like it, so it, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Okay, so from watching the trailer, it's a lot better than what I thought it was going to be from the trailer, but kind of how Aaron was talking about it and how it was one of his favorite movies, it's not as good as I thought it would be. So like a 575, um, would I revisit this? Probably not for a while. I mean, like you said, you don't really want to watch this movie again. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for a fact, Laura does not. She's like, I didn't like this. I I would guess that I would say as high as 90% of people in your demographic, your age group would feel the same way. Eh. 90% right. of sexy people don't want to watch this movie. Stop. Exactly what I was saying. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> my, my thing is Paul Newman is able to, he's able to grab you. And while it takes a little bit of time for me to get him to grab mm. me, his ability to hook you into this movie is fantastic. Stop. No, that was just a weird <laughs> phrase. Yeah, I know. It takes a while for him to grab you. I get it. I get it, though. Oh, that's funny. I definitely get it. I've watched Paul Newman in all of his terrible movies, and it's still interesting to watch Paul Newman yeah. work. So, yeah, that's fair. So, I, uh, I as, as we've been doing this, I've been, I keep telling myself every time we watch a Paul Newman movie, I'm like, we need, I need to watch more. I need to watch more. Because, yeah. I mean, we've done Road to Perdition. We've done The Hustler. We've done Color of Money. And now this. Mm-hmm. And I no, think we never after, did The Hustler. No, we didn't. So nope. we, mm-hmm. we've done it's three still, movies yeah. that he is the one of the main characters in it. And every time I've I've been all th- on all three of them. And yeah. I'm like, man, i got to watch more Paul Newman movies. And I yeah. never do. Um, Guys, so the final score is 7.42, which is a B minus. I don't hate that final final grade. Uh let's do a quick game of this or that though. This okay. or Manchester by the Sea. Ooh. Ooh I pick Manchester. Tough, I think I do too. I yeah, like that I movie. So. That's a good and movie. I haven't seen it a thousand times like this. Mm-hmm. Now, uh here's a really close one for me. This or Godzilla? This. ATJ. Hate you. True. No, it's it's imperative performance. You're cool right. hand Luke. It's cool hand Luke for me. This. This or signs. Oh, this. Uh, I'm gonna say signs. I didn't like signs, but I, I don't know. This or Would you Dallas, give signs. I gave him around the same score. I gave signs okay. a six, and I gave this a five seven five. So it's a toss up for me. Yeah. This or Dallas Buyers Club. This. This. Dallas Buyers Club. This or The Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. So that's rewatchability. Yeah, 100% on Edge of Tomorrow's side. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Aaron on that one. Yeah, I think so. This or... <laughs> oh, God. The Fifth Element. Fifth Element. <laughs> Which yeah. is rated higher. It's not Fifth a better Element. movie, but... Uh... The Fifth Element might be the single most rewatchable movie in the history of filmmaking. Stop. Yeah, Stop. That is um, That's not true. even a joke. That's hardly hyperbole. It's so rewatchable. It's silly. This or The Children of Men. Oh, that. Oh, man. Uh, but then yeah. again. Children of Men. But that is I, one of Aaron's favorite movies. Yeah, that's got to be in my top ten, too. Yeah. That, that movie, I think, is... is better than most for all of it and then the last 15 to 20 minutes knocks it out of the park and it, my it leaves on gosh, such a high the, note some yeah. of the best filmmaking yeah um this or kong skull island this this kong skull island has Stop. a higher score does it <laughs> oh man i know i know but i i agree this is better this is better uh all right guys so 7.42 b minus for cool hand luke who has picked next week steve's looks, pick looks like steve yeah uh so steve if you uh do you know do you have a do you have a pick or do you... i don't uh i didn't know if we were doing a themed month or not oh, yeah. we'll have to talk about it off off show um but i have some ideas okay okay fair enough uh steve i I've, i don't think i've ever actually assigned homework on the show but uh at some point within the next month can you watch whiplash for me 
Yeah, I will give it a try. Please, and thank you. It's such a good movie. It's legitimately one of my favorites. Uh, again, guys, 7.42 for Cool Hand Luke. Go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies on our homepage, so please do that. Or email us at podcast at moviereviewcrew.com. Anything else, guys? Um, nope. I did want to mention yep. uh, a couple things <laughs> just real quick. Yeah. Um, Shane on our website has yes. renamed uh, the man's corner. It is now addicted to action. Addicted to action. Um, he do, does have two new reviews up, so yes. definitely go check those out over on our website. Yes. Good call. Good call. So written reviews on the website, moviereviewcrew.com. Someone in the show. Tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a... Sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.